This is Paige Hopkinson reporting to my audio diary from atop Trough Tower's main pillar. You've heard these words before, but this time they tell a different story. Alex dropped us off atop the roof. Edgar and I are waiting. We do not see the Overtons. We do not see Abitha. But below me, though there are thousands of feet distancing us, I see them, audio diary. The dead have not been moved an inch. Their rest eternal on the streets they stood on. Was it months ago? Mere weeks? Just how long have I been traveling with Alex and their crew? Time. Time is moving so quickly. <laughs> you know, I never would have thought that I'd be back here on Flora, especially after all that's happened. Perhaps, if things go well, well, as well as they can go, perhaps I will go visit Grandfather. That's a visit that has been long overdue. Since all of this began, I've faced death time and time again. Each time, I found myself frightened and shaking in my boots. But not this time. This time, I'm not recording in case someone is to find my body. I'm recording for me, so that I may listen to this again in the future and remember just how brave I was. How brave I will always be. And I can't afford to die now, not when there are so many secrets that need to be discovered. If I were to die here and now... No, it won't happen. Edgar's with me now, and I have his pair of angelics on my back. I could do this. I... There! There they are! The airship is now in Flora's atmosphere. There's a separate pod coming off. Now the smaller craft is coming down. I will report to you later, audio diary. They're about to land. Edgar, get in position! To hell with it all, and then some. We were... Audio diary, we were so close. And yet, we failed. The small craft landed onto the roof where Edgar and I awaited. And then... And then Alex and their crew jumped aboard the larger craft. I grabbed Jonathan Overton while Edgar searched the small boat-like hovercraft. But it was completely clean. Abitha was gone. I heard the sounds of distant battle above us. Shouts of pirates versus those working for the aristocrats filling the space around us. I threatened Jonathan. Screaming at him, really. Wondering where Abitha was. And then he said something, audio diary. This fat glottonous man smiled so widely as he stared into my brown eyes. He said, you look just like her. I think I'd recognize her kid anywhere. I was confused by that statement, and I would have interrogated him more had Edgar not foolishly come over and knocked him out cold. That presumptuous little... Ugh! I cannot believe him! No one just drops a sentence like that on a person then gets knocked out. I've seen some old films, courtesy of my grandfather, and I can tell you now, no one ever knocks out the villain before finding out their evil plot, or, in this instance, whatever secretive information they had stowed away in their grubby little minds. You see, Audio Diary, Edgar may be handsome and all, but this is exactly the reason why he does not make good hero material. But... Despite all that, I suppose I did let my guard down. I let go of Jonathan and Edgar and I got into a bit of a argument. Well, if an argument can consist of my glove and his face, I think it can. 
don't you? And then, and then there was a large explosion overhead, the sound of cannon fire and ray guns going back and forth, and then the sound of retreat. When I looked up, I saw incredible flames fill the sky, debris falling every which way. I had to strap my flying goggles on, it was so bright. And then we saw Captain Alex jump an incredible distance to get back onto the Royal Grace, the airship moving closer to the enemy so that they could gather the rest of the retreating crew. The explosion seemed to be coming from the enemy's side, which brought me joy until... Well, when I turned around, I saw that Jonathan had awoken and hopped back onto his hovercraft and taken off. To where, I do not know, but the airship was heavily damaged. It didn't fall out of the sky, but it did turn around and land somewhere on Flora. When Alex picked Edgar and I up, well, let's just say, they were not happy that we'd not only failed to retrieve their sister, but also unable to give them the head of Jonathan. It was foolish of me, Audio Diary. I know that now, but I didn't know. I thought he was out cold. And that is also another reason why Edgar cannot be hero material. Who knocks someone out and ends up doing it improperly? <sighs> Anyways, it matters not. At least not anymore. Alex says they searched the ship for Abitha just in case she was on there, but to no avail. Jonathan must have been lying. We, uh, we parked the airship in a part of the jungle, so not to be found. We do intend to go after him. A few moments ago, I was sitting on the deck with the rest of the flight crew. At first, yes, Alex was angry, but then they were sad. They sat on the ground, hugging their knees with tears filling their eyes. And then they told us, in the smallest of voices, all about Abitha Stranwood, and in the process, they told us about themselves as well. Alex Stranwood grew up in the auxiliary system on a small island of Cecilia with Abitha. The two had had parents, a mother, a father, and the two had played in the ocean when the tide was down. The two had shared dresses when Alex was feeling like it. And the two had been left alone when their parents had been murdered. They were not entirely sure who'd done it. But Alex was certain it was... Well... Remember how I told you when we were on Cecilia? About the creatures that lived under the ocean waves? Alex believes that it was one of them. I thought them to be closer to a myth than anything, but apparently they are very real just very unseen. Alex said they thought so too, but it was the only thing that made sense at the time. I'm not sure what they meant, but... But regardless, it did not change that the two were orphans. They went to live with their aunt on a different part of the moon. She was kind, Alex had said with a smile. She loved them like they were her own. They used to go to balls, various clubs, Alex even said they received quite the education. In what, I do not know, but I never thought a space pirate would have gotten a formal education. Alex said that Abitha and they had shared everything together. They'd known each other inside and out. Things had changed, however, when Alex chose to go into the Navy. 
While training, they sent letters, I suppose. But Alex had not actually seen their sister in three years. And then they received word from their aunt that Abitha had gone missing. She'd been at a party hosted by the Darlings the night before, and she'd never come home. Long story short, Alex said they dropped out of the naval forces and rushed home in a stolen airship that is... No wonder the Royal Grace sounded so... navally. Alex hadn't seen their aunt in years. They'd been traveling different planetary systems looking for their sister with no breaks. And now, when they thought they were so close to getting her back, she's gone. Alex is certain Amethyst is dead. They're convinced that the Overtons lied about a trade just to get the hostiles off their backs. We all knew this might have been the case, but perhaps our optimism was our downfall in this instance. Now all that is left is to get revenge, I suppose. You know, Audio Diary, Alex may have tried to use and kill Edgar and I, but tonight I was reminded that they are only human. And after seeing what the aristocrats had done to Abatha, well, I can't exactly blame them for their prejudice. All I could do now is hope that we can change their perception. Hopefully. And it was nice. I'd seen Alex be strong, and I'd seen them be, quite honestly, cruel. But to see them vulnerable, and in front of the whole crew, it made me really begin to see the good in them. Or perhaps good isn't the word. Perhaps it's simply change. And I can tell it's a change that is for the better. Clint seemed to think so too. He held Alex in an embrace for a few moments before leading them back to their room. We haven't heard from Alex since, but we have heard from Clint. He says that we're to await orders, in the meantime rest and prepare for battle. The Overtons are not dead yet. It appears only Jonathan came to the party on Flora. His family isn't here. The fact that the man even has a family repulses me. So greedy. Onto your diary. I cannot just sit here and wait for the call to action. I feel I need to do something. I feel the need to end this with at least the head of the Overtons. To see Alex so... so broken. Well, it... it was just unforgivable. And I know I can do this. I am going to find the Overton's airship and bring justice to him. I'm not doing this for Alex, though. I need to know what he meant by that sentence. I need to know if Jonathan Overton knew my mother. Brave was written by Ashley Glenn, voiced by me, Clover Grayson, and brought to you by Blackmore Productions. Love listening to tragic adventures? Follow Blackmore on YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes for more episodes. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr, or our website at blackmoreproductions.com. And guess what? We have a Patreon page. Want to support all the amazing people at Blackmore? Donate today and receive exclusive material from our fish tank to yours. Blackmore. 
swim against the current. <laughs>